Hello and welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons. I'm the CEO of Qualitans and we are flying through our product management series called Unstuck. That's right. We're tackling the biggest challenges that you're going to face as you build, create, develop and manage your product. And today we're talking about who is the user of your product. Now, in the previous show, we talked about what's the idea. Now we're going to really drill into things and ask ourselves who is the customer, the user of this product or service. Now, again, I don't want you to dismiss this and think, well, this is all pretty simple, straightforward stuff because it's not. Frankly, you can never over-obsess about who is your customer. This question is so powerful and you should keep coming back to it time and time again. And the reason is the more that you understand and the more you empathize with your customer, the easier it will become to serve their needs. And frankly, if you're solving a problem for them, then you've got a product that's worth building. So just Keep on obsessing who's our customer, what do they need? Now, I want to say that the the biggest thing that I notice in people when we talk about who's the customer is how uh, general uh, they tend to be when describing their customer. I will often find that a lot of people describe their customers or their prospective customers as I don't know, just a very simple demographic description. Males, 18 to 24. Okay, and what else? They like gaming. Uh Uh-huh. Is that it? And that kind of tends to be it. Maybe they can tell me what country they're in. And what I want to present to you is in search of the answer to the question, who is our customer, you can go so much more deeper because, frankly, there are four key buckets that you should be filling in um, on your checklist for understanding who your user is. And I'm going to take you through them. And if you do this well, I think in the the two less discussed uh, areas of customer profiling, I think you're going to find a lot of clues to developing a great product. But first, let's get the two basic foundational uh, areas of understanding our customer really down. The first one is demographics. Now, you can talk about age and gender, males 18 to 24, but let's talk about their annual income, their education, uh, what ethnicity they are. Um, Let's really kind of get into some more demographic profiling of them, okay? So it's not just age and gender, which tends to be where most people stop. So that's Bucket number one, that's demographic um, profiling. Now, the other part that is an essential one is the geography. Now, um, what's really important here is that you can go beyond just saying they're in the US or they're in San Francisco. You can get down to uh, establishing, is it an urban or rural setting or suburban setting? You can look at um, what sort of climate um, affects them in that geography Um, You can even look at um, what you define as being the regional uh, radius. Um, Are you looking at a town, city, uh, county, state level? There's all sorts of different um, uh, permutations there. The key thing here is that, you know, for example, the inside of whether someone is rural or urban 
can create a lot of context to the way in which they might use a product or a service. So go deeper on demographic and geographic areas. But what we're doing here is we're trying to go deeper into the question and to find the answer to who is our real customer. And beyond the first two, which are sort of foundational ones, there's two other areas that you should explore. And that's their attitudes and their behaviors, or said differently, how they think and how they do. And um, we formally call this psychographic and behavioral market segmentation. So let's have a look at psychographic. This is attitudes, values, interests, lifestyle, um, personality traits, and really big one, what motivates them. If you get into this, you get into a higher order of um, understanding your customer and you can get to that big one that I mentioned, motivations. Because the more you understand what motivates them, the more you'll be able to understand what happens in the other area that I mentioned, which is behavioral. So behavioral segmentation of your user is how do they spend money? How do they purchase? How do they use products and services? What do they think and do with brands? Now, in these two areas, there's lots and lots of clues. With behavioral segmentation, you can map how your customer behaves with a similar brand, product, or service. You can look at how they spend with them, when they spend with them, what influences their habits. Now, that's really, really good because if you want to introduce a new habit to your customer or user, you've got to fight for their attention and you've got to work out how to create enough value that they're going to stick with this new behavior. So that can all come from this idea of behavioral segmentation, how they spend, how they purchase, uh, what sort of status they look to have um, in uh, the various products and services. So behavioral segmentation. So, so far we've got demographic segmentation, geographic and behavioral. Um, and then this last one, psychographic, this is great because inside of this is a lot of clues um, to how they think, what informs um, their um, choices for new, new products and services or how they might use uh, your existing products or service. And then inside of understanding their attitudes, you can really come to terms with all sorts of issues that you might be able to solve for the customer. So whether you come in through that behavioral window or through their attitudes, there's actually a lot to learn. So there's so much in this customer or this user universe when you're thinking about who is the user of our product. You've got their age and their gender and so much more in demographic. And you've got those other three segments, geographic, behavioral, and psychographic. Now, a great way to tell that story because you could run the risk of getting a little overwhelmed with lots of data. What I would really recommend is to draw up some user personas, okay? And user personas are just archetypes of who your classic users are. You might have a couple of segments um, of customer and, um, you know, the key thing uh, with these different segments is that you can express them as a user story. And when you do express them as a, okay. So now let's talk about user personas. These are great ways of introducing the user and your segmentation 
in the form of a story. You can actually write a little bio, describe their personality, how they live their life, what motivates them, goals and frustrations and all of that good stuff. You can even talk about what brands they have affinity for, what services they like. And these really just bring to life the characteristics of your different segments. So you might have a sort of advanced early adopter user versus like a a late majority user, two very different types of users of your service. And you can tell them uh, their story through a user persona. And this will be very good at bringing to life that data because you don't want to get buried in all of that data. Now, if you are interested in learning more about finding out who is your customer, you can get a ton of free masterclasses and courses over at bottomup.io. And remember, uh, we've got a great design thinking masterclass, which is totally free. So jump on over to bottomup.io and you'll get to know your customer even better. Well, that's it uh, for this episode of the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. That's a wrap. 